Welcome to this special episode of CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life, with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. This is part two of a four-part series on how to address the arguments of Christians who profess to be pro-choice. In part two, Roland and Vince address how the birth of Christ himself provides irrefutable pro-life evidence of when life begins. Let's listen in. If you're a Christian who professes to be pro-choice, you might actually be asking yourself, Roland, I get you. I got it. You're supposed to have compassion for the baby in the womb. But what if you don't believe it's a baby? And that, that might be where you are right now. You, you might be thinking, yeah, I understand. You have yeah. to have compassion for the baby in the womb. But what if I don't believe it's a baby? What if, what if I don't believe it is a person yet? And so I think with that point, it's really important for us to address this next part of when does you know personhood, or when right. does it actually become a baby yeah. when it is in, in the womb? And I think... As, again, as Christians, a place for us to go in Scripture is to kind of explore what it says about Jesus himself and his sort of experience being like us, right? His yes. experience being in the womb just like we were. And Scripture has some really fascinating things to say about that. No, absolutely, because I think that's a central question. And here's to, to this, to a pro-choice, pro-life perspective, which is, when did Jesus's life begin? Right. When, does Je- when did Jesus's humanity. When did his humanity begin? Right. When did his life begin? Because here's the thing, because if Jesus is the substitution for us on the cross, right. right? He took all of our sins on the cross and that he's fully God and fully human. That means that Jesus's humanity has to match our humanity or else he's not a perfect sub- substitute. Right? He's not a perfect substitution. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. that to me is, is so it seems to me that if whenever Jesus's life began, mm-hmm. then that has to be when our life, when our life begins, begins. Right. because if it's not, then he's not the perfect substitution. Right, right. And there's a couple of, there's a couple of, of scripture passages, yeah. um, many, uh, but two in particular that I think are just worth reading. In First yeah. Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 24, it says, He himself, that's Jesus, yeah. bore our sins in his body on the tree. He bore our sins in his body on the tree. Absolutely. So again, he had to be exactly like us in order to be that perfect substitute. And then in, in Colossians chapter uh, 2, verse 9, it says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Absolutely. So what right. you hear in Scripture, yeah. again, we're Christians, and we refer right. to Scripture, is that here's Jesus, fully man, fully God, bodily form. That's who he is. So then the question becomes, okay, so when did that Right, right. Now, we know the story of the birth of Christ, right? right, right where the right. angel comes, comes to Mary, and, yeah. and, and it's also written in Isaiah where it says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Right. So there was a conception. Conception and a bearing. Yes. So conception and birth. Right, right, right. And that's what, that, that's what you see. Now, it's interesting here because I think one of the key points that I want to make here is that even though... Uh, the mechanics of Jesus's conception was different, mm-hmm, right. right? The reality of his conception was the same as ours, right? 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 So the mechanics was different, but the reality was the same. And probably the best analogy that I can can give, and it breaks down at some level, would be like artificial insemination, right? right? So a child who comes into the world via artificial insemination, the mechanics is different, right? Right? Than the way that children normally come into the world. But the practical reality of conception is exactly the same. Right. So right. from conception on, right. right? No difference. No difference, which is exactly what you see 
actually in, in the birth of Christ. And so this is why that's so important. If Jesus' life began at conception, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that means what? Our life has to begin at conception. Right, right. Because otherwise, he can't be the perfect substitute for us. Right, right. And for our Exactly. Sins. He had to be, again, as Scripture says, fully human, yes. fully man, and fully fully God. Yes. And, you know, and I think another, um, another point that I've heard you, you make around this was, you know, was there ever a point at which Jesus wasn't actually alive? Exactly. Right? In his humanity. I, yeah. I mean, and if you kind of think about that, like, was there like a break, so to speak? So when Jesus was, you know, in, in the heavenly realms with God the Father, Obviously, you know, he was alive, is alive in that, in that sense of, you know, that spirit, in that spiritual being, right? And his God, his Godhood, right? Yes. But then there was, you know, there must have been some, right? There had to have been a transition, so yes. to speak, right? Yes. Into his, the bodily. conception and his bodily form in, in Mary's womb. Yes. So if your argument as a Christian who professes to be pro-choice is that in those first however days or weeks of pregnancy— you're not actually a person, you're not actually alive, then that means that Jesus actually was not alive in his humanity for a period of time. Which is inconsistent with God. Right. I've heard a Christian, I heard a Christian once talking about this, saying that, well, you know, um, the baby in the womb is not life, it's potential life. Right. Right. Potential right. life. And I, right. and I understand uh, why a person would make that argument, because they're trying to support an abortion decision, and it kind of leads you down a path that it well, if you don't have that view, it sounds better than, well, it's a life, but a life worth sacrificing in an abortion context. But the problem that you have with a potential life is that anything that has potential can be something else. Right. So think about it. You're a a, a football player that comes onto a new team, and the coach looks and says, that guy's got a lot of potential. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the guy turns out to be a bust. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) See, because potential is not reality. In other words, if it's potentially something, then it's possible that it will be something else. Right, right, right. Jesus could not be potential life in the womb. Right, right. Why? Because he can't be anything else right. other than what he was. See, right. and potential also brings into this whole concept of uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? So when you say, hey, that player's got potential, there's uncertainty. Well, the, the, the being God means there is no uncertainty. God always operates in certainty. Absolutely. Today, yesterday, and forever. There is never any uncertainty. So there's no uncertainty in Jesus when he's in the Godhead. And certainly there was no uncertainty when Jesus, when he was in his humanity. And if he, again, is the substitution for us, Mm -hmm. that means when Jesus' life begins is when our life begins. And it's clear from Scripture that Jesus was conceived in humanity, alive, and born and alive and lived his life, Mm -hmm. which means our life begins at conception, we're born, and then we live our lives and our days are numbered by the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely, totally. So that's a thing I really encourage you as a pro-choice Christian to really wrestle with. Because from a life perspective, if you're saying, well, I'm not really sure what's happening there in the womb, that when does life begin? Then you need to go back to the playbook in our, in our context, which is the word of God, because it tells you very clearly when Christ's life began. And if you really believe on him to be your savior, then you better hope that his life began when yours did, or otherwise he is not the perfect substitute or propitiation for us, mm-hmm, right. as scripture says. And then all of your faith is undermined by the fact that you're not acknowledging the truth in Scripture that Jesus' life began at the same time that your life began. And therefore, you can't, 
He can't be the substitute for us, and we are lost. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, that's the gospel. That's right the there. gospel. Yeah, yeah. And whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, it's still the gospel. It's still the same gospel. It's yep. still the same gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.